thinking about what the Lord went through in his last days and so thankful for the sacrifice that he made that we could be here tonight to worship him and, and just serve him. And I'm thankful that, uh, boy, it was a, an awful price to pay, but I sure am glad he paid it because you and I, we couldn't. And so I'm thankful that he, he paid that debt that he didn't owe because like the old song or saying, we owed a debt we could not pay. I'm so thankful for the Lord tonight and glad to see you in the house of the Lord. And um, if it looks brighter in here, it is. They've changed all the bulbs to the flood-like type bulbs to brighten it up in here. So uh, it does look better. I like that. I can actually see where people are now. So that's good. And uh, just good to be in his presence, be in his house tonight. Uh, if you have your Bibles, you want to turn, we're just going to get right to our lesson tonight and just... Um, read a couple of scriptures if you want to turn to Genesis 1 and 5 and then I'm going to go to Matthew 12 and 40 and I'm going to just spend some time teaching on a subject tonight uh, just to, that goes along with this time of year just for information and understanding it's, a, it's not a campaign against anything it's a, just scripture just truth and what the scripture says about things. At the very beginning, Genesis 1 and 5, it says, And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. The Lord set up time. He established what it would be for a day. You know, in our culture, a day starts at midnight, midnight to midnight, but... According to the way God started it, the evening and the morning, or from evening to evening, actually, or that's the first day. A full day would include night and day. That's why he said he called the light part day, the dark part night, but those equal one day. All right? Matthew 12 and 40. Jesus, uh, the Jews said, Master, we would ask a sign of thee. And he said, A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. He said, But there would be no sign given but the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. This would be the sign of the Messiah. Three full days. And that's what our lesson is titled tonight, Three Full Days. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you and thank you for your sacrifice, for what you've given us. And God, we just ask you tonight to give us understanding. Lord, help us to learn more about you, about your word. And God, we're just going to praise you for all that you do. We love you so much. We ask these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise for his word tonight. He's a great God, and you can be seated tonight, and, and God bless you. And again, as I get ready to teach on this, again, this is not a campaign against anything. I'm not here to stop nothing or and because I'm going to talk about something that I'm going to teach something tonight that, that disproves tradition, but it's Scripture. 
And traditions are fine in their place, but they can never override Scripture. Uh, so just to kind of reiterate what we have established in our Scriptures that we read, the evening, which is darkness, and the morning, which is light, equals one complete day. That's how God instituted it. Day and night, one complete day. And then Jesus said that just as Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights, which equals three full days, so shall the Son of Man, which is him, the Messiah, the Savior, he will be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights or three full days. Do we believe in the, the truth of Scripture? That's, that's one thing that uh, when I read these things is that I believe in the sanctity of the Word. We stand on that Word all the time. So, well, I believe that God's Word is infallible and that it's the truth and that, you know, because people, people like to argue, well, it was written by men and it contradicts itself. And they, there's a lot of people who like to try to disprove God's word, but I believe God's word, and I believe it like it is. I know that some of it is uh, spiritual and takes studying back and forth to discern. Some of it is very plain. You know, uh, it's not hard to understand. It's just it means exactly what it says, and it does mean what it says, and it will accomplish what it's set out to do. And there is one thing this time of year that... Um, People just, whether they don't think about it, it doesn't really matter to them. But, you know, there's always, and it's coming in a couple of days, but Good Friday is coming. And they say Jesus was killed on Friday, and then he rose from the dead early Sunday morning. And there's absolutely no scripture in the Bible to prove that. It's not there. It's not there. There's no scripture that says he was dead on Friday. Right. Well, I mean that, that he was killed on Friday. Right. And there is no scripture that says he rose at the breaking of the day right. on Sunday. It was discovered that he was risen at the breaking of the day. But you'll not find it. You look in your Bible or any version of it, and there's no version that tells you that, hey, he rose from the dead at sun, sunrise First day of the week, it's not there. The women went to the tomb as the sun was beginning to rise. And there was a great earthquake and an angel came and rolled the stone away so they could see in the tomb. He was already risen and gone. He was not there. But if we're going to say we believe all the scripture and believe exactly what it means, then you've got to believe what Jesus said that the Son of Man will be in the earth three days and three nights. He didn't mean about three days or around three days or kind of like three days. He meant three full days because he was the God who instituted day and night in the beginning. So when he says three days and three nights, he means three full days. You cannot get three full days from Friday to Sunday, according to the calendar. It, you can get a day and a part of a day, and that's it. So I'm not here, though, 
to throw Good Friday under the bus. I'm not here to stop anybody from being thankful on Friday because he was dead on Friday. He was. But I'm just telling you that he was not killed on Friday. There's no scripture to back it up. Matter of fact, the scripture will contradict that and show that. People celebrating his death on Friday, hey, that's fine. But don't tell people that he was killed on Friday because that's not scripture. And if we want to be truthful about witnessing for the Lord and telling people about his death, burial, and resurrection, don't tell them something that is tradition as gospel truth. It's It's just like people, hey, celebrate his birth on December 25th. He wasn't born on December 25th. But that's when you celebrate it. And that's fine. And it's fine to remember his death, burial, and resurrection on Good Friday. But just don't tell people he was killed on Friday and then rose on Sunday because it won't be the truth. Because you cannot, there is no way possible you can't do it. Uh, You cannot make three full days happen between Friday to Sunday morning. It just don't happen. And so if I believe everything that Jesus said, he said again in John 2 and 19, Jesus answered and said unto them, if you destroy this temple, In three days, when he says three days, he means three full days, evening to evening, three full days, I will raise it up. It's going to take three full days for it to happen. That's what it's going to take. When Jesus says three days, he means complete days. And again, the issue is not to stir up strife or division or make people feel some way about Good Friday. Man, I'm going to celebrate. People say, man, that's just going to ruin our songs because we sing... Well, oh, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. That's okay. You can say it's Thursday, but, fr- but Sunday's coming. Yeah. It's Wednesday, but Sunday's coming. You know, he, he rose from the dead. That's the main thing. Yeah. And so uh, getting hung up on anything else, well, but knowing when he died is revealed by what Jesus said. Yeah. Three days. The truthfulness and integrity of Scripture and the accuracy of the Word of God, the Bible that we hold dear, is what we want to believe and live by. Now, tradition says he was crucified on Friday. Do you know that actually Good Friday, they didn't even start really, that wasn't commonly celebrated until around the 4th century. Well, he was crucified long before that, but it became a tradition. And so they say crucified on Friday, and they say that because... Well, you know, it says they wanted to get his body off the cross because the Sabbath was coming. But there's more than one Sabbath. There is the seventh-day Sabbath, the Sabbath of rest that God instituted that starts on Friday at sundown and goes to Saturday on sundown. That's the weekly Sabbath. That's the Sabbath of rest. But when they mention that in the Scripture, and we're going to prove it in just a minute and show it to you, that's not what they're talking about, but this is where they get Good Friday because people, we just go, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. See, that's three. Yeah, but it's not three full days. Not if he was killed on Friday, put in the ground, had to go Friday to Saturday. That's one day. Saturday, that's a day and a half at the most. It's not three days. It's not three full days. If we want to understand what the Scripture says about Jesus, then we search them. Jesus said himself, search the Scriptures. Uh, For in them you think you have eternal life, and it's the Scriptures that testify of me. And then he said, To the Jews, he said, if you believe Moses, you'd believe me because Moses wrote about me. 
So when you read Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, all these books that Moses wrote, you start looking for prophecies and things that point toward the Savior. And you will find those things in uh, the Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of First Fruits, and Pentecost. You'll find those things about Jesus. Uh, so tradition, though, is just, it's oftentimes just blindly accepted. I mean, because, you know, most of us, if we go to church when we're little kids, in Sunday school, they're teaching you lessons about Good Friday. So you just think, well, Good Friday, I heard it at church. It must be true. But they don't realize that it can't happen. Jesus said the sign is three full days in the heart of the earth. That's the sign. Are we going to try to change his sign? We're going to try to change what Jesus said because that's what the world says happened? Well, you know, all these churches celebrating Good Friday. Fine, celebrate Good Friday. Just don't lie and tell people that he died on Friday. <laughs> celebrate it. Say, fine, uh, he, he, was, he did die for us, and if that's the day you want to celebrate it, fine. But you can't say that Good Friday is the day that he was killed on if he rose on the first day of the week, you can't get three days from that. And so we want to see what the Scripture says about it. So let's look at where some of the, the bump in the road comes. John nineteen thirty one, The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation, and so that the bodies should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, he said, for that Sabbath day was a high day. The weekly Sabbath of rest is holy unto God, but it is not the high day. That's where you've got to look. The preparation was not for the weekly Sabbath of rest, which is sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. It was the preparation of the Passover. The Passover was going to happen on Wednesday on uh, the 14th of Nisan, which is the first month in the Jewish calendar. And so um, he's not talking about the seventh-day Sabbath. He's talking about a high day, day of preparation for the Passover. The yearly sacrificial lamb was always killed at the Passover in Jerusalem. And at the same time, they were killing the sacrificial lamb for Israel in the temple in Jerusalem. The lamb of God was also being killed for us, it was happening at the same time because, hey, Jesus is our Passover lamb. He is the lamb of God. That's not a separate lamb. The Passover in the Old Testament is the image of what was going to come. Jesus is our Passover lamb, and so his death is, will line up with the Passover feast that we see in Scripture. Jesus uh, is our Passover lamb, and Jesus was crucified before the Sabbath happened. Mark 15, 42 and 43 says, And now when the even was come, because it was the preparation, again, the preparation is the preparation for the Passover, that, that is the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, an honorable counselor, which also waited for the kingdom of God, he came, he went in boldly unto Pilate, and craved the body of Jesus, and it, it, it amazed Pilate so much that he did that. He sent soldiers, he said, to ask and say, has he been dead a while? I want to make sure he's not getting him and he's still got some life in him and he's going to try to nurse him back to hell. And they came back and said, yes, he, he is dead. And so they let him take him down. 
So, again, remember what Jesus said about the Scripture. Search the Scriptures, for it's the Scriptures that testify of me. If you believed Moses, you would believe me because Moses wrote about me. In Leviticus 23, uh, it details seven different feasts of Jehovah. And these were all special Sabbath days that the Jewish people observe, even though they don't understand the prophetic significance that points to Jesus, the Messiah. But when you read uh, Leviticus 23, you'll read about the Passover, uh, which is the, uh, the lamb, which for us is talking about the lamb of God. It, it relates to Jesus as him being the lamb of God, the Passover lamb. The next feast is the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which refers to the sinlessness of Jesus. He was perfect. He was sinless. He did not sin, and unleavened bread has no, it, well, it does not have leaven in it, and leaven often relates to sin, so the, un, the Feast of Unleavened Bread relates to the sinlessness of Jesus. The Day of First Fruits is the feast that would happen immediately after un, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and it refers to the resurrection of Jesus because Jesus Christ is uh, the first fruits from the dead. That's Scripture. We'll read that in just a minute. And then after that, 50 days after that, is Pentecost. And on Pentecost, they would offer two loaves for a wave offering, and those loaves represent Jews and Gentiles. And they have leaven in them because there is sin uh, in us until the division of the wheat and the tares. So, so we have uh, Moses writing about these feasts, and each one of these feasts makes reference to who Jesus actually is. Uh, but we're going to talk about the Passover part right now. Leviticus 23 and 5 says, In the 14th day of the first month at even is the Lord's Passover. So in the New Testament, the week that Jesus is, is going to be put to death is the week of the Passover. And so that means it has to be in the first month and it has to be the 14th day of the month. So remember that. The next feast follows the exact day after. It's the feast on the 15th, uh, which is Leviticus 23, 6, and 7. On the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread unto the Lord. Seven days you must eat unleavened bread. And so uh, that happened right after the Passover, two Sabbaths back to back. Two days where you won't do any servile work back to back. And so when those scriptures in the New Testament said they wanted to take him down because they didn't want him up there for the preparation, it was not talking about the Saturday Sabbath. It was talking about the preparation of the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread that was going to happen. These things were going to happen back to back. They're, they're not the same as the weekly Sabbath. Remember that. They're high days, holy days, of that you observe yearly, not weekly. And so what day did Jesus die on? Now, there is actually scientific proof. You can actually uh, look this up. There's astro astrologists, those people that study stars and the moon phases and things like that because the Jews regulate their calendar by the moon. And you can go back and they can tell you what day the 14th, of Nisan was, or Nisan, was in the year 30 A.D. when Jesus was crucified. 
And uh, guess what? The 14th day was on Wednesday. The 14th day of Nisan was on Wednesday, which was be the Passover. So the 15th was on Thursday, Feast of Unleavened Bread. So now uh, before we pull the timeline out, I want to just go to Scripture because we've got to first make sure that we know that there is a Passover lamb being killed, our Savior, our Passover lamb. Jesus, according to John, when he saw him, is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, our Passover lamb. Exodus, the book of Exodus 12 and 5, this is what it says about the Passover lamb. And you tell me who this sounds like. In 12 and 5, you shall, your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year, firstborn. So that means uh, Mary had never had any children. He was her first son. She had other children after that. He was her first son, and he was without spot and blemish. He was the sinless Lamb of God. Now, Exodus 12 and 3 says, uh, you will take this lamb in the 10th day of the month, and that's, a, that's tradition. They take the lamb four days early so they can examine it for four days to make sure that there is no blemish in it. They want to make sure it is spotless. So you take it in the 10th day of the month, take the lamb, According to the house of the fathers, a lamb for a house. And then in Exodus 12 and 6, he says, And you will keep it until the 14th day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And so some more facts. Just that, that These are things that happened in Jesus' life while he was here. This is what happened to him that week. He was the spotless lamb. He was sold for 30 pieces of silver four days earlier. And what the, what the priest didn't realize what they were doing is they were actually purchasing the Passover lamb for the sin of the world. So that was on, and we're going to show a timeline that will put that in a little more perspective. But first, let's, let's look at this. Uh, Zechariah 11 and 12 says that he was sold and weighed. His price was 30 pieces of silver. That's prophecy uh, concerning Jesus. They weighed him out. His price was 30 pieces of silver. Matthew 26 and 15 is where we find it in the New Testament. What will you give me if I deliver him unto you? And they, they coveted it with him for 30 pieces of silver. That was uh, the prophecy being fulfilled as Judas traded the Savior for 30 pieces of silver. And the Pharisees were now purchased. They had purchased the Passover lamb. And so uh, if you look in uh, Exodus 12 and 46, you will see that when they have the Passover and they're going to eat uh, the lamb. They're supposed to eat all of it, but look at the last line. You shall not break a bone thereof. That lamb, you eat all the flesh, but you do not break any bones. You, they're very careful as they're preparing it not to, to break a single bone of it. John 19 and 36, Jesus on the cross. Uh, they came to break his legs, saw he was already dead. It said, but these things were done. Uh, that the scripture should be fulfilled, a bone of him shall not be broken. And Psalm 34 and 20 is that prophecy, he keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. These are the things that happened to Jesus. These are things that were written about Jesus in the Old Testament that were now coming to pass in his last week of his life. So when did he die? So let's remember the lamb, the Passover lamb is chosen four days early. So, uh, 
and we've already said that there's, there is scientific proof that on that year, the year that the Lord was crucified, that uh, Nisan the 14th was on a Wednesday. So the Passover was on Wednesday. The unleavened bread was on the 15th, two Sabbaths back to back. The weekly Sabbath would have followed right after that. Actually, Jesus would be in the ground for three Sabbath days. The Passover, unleavened bread, and the weekly Sabbath. So let's see if I can uh, flip this. Oh, without tearing it up. Yeah, this thing's old school, man. So let me let me point some things out. Now I can see what I'm doing, and I want to point some things out. So here's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I've got the week wrote out from Friday through two Sundays. So if the 14th was on Wednesday, go back four days. Saturday was when he was sold for 30 pieces of silver. This is when the lamb was purchased. So Wednesday... The 14th of Nisan would be Passover. This is when he would be killed. Sometimes between Tuesday evening, because at sundown Tuesday is when Wednesday begins. Sundown to sundown is a full day. So sundown Tuesday, 6, 7, 8 o'clock is when Wednesday actually begins. He's tried, he's arrested, tried, mocked, beat, all these things, and then he's crucified before Thursday starts. So, uh, now, let's see, if he was killed on Friday, they would have put him on the ground Friday evening or after dark or before dark because they didn't want to get into, the, get into the Sabbath, if that's right. Well, you got one day in the ground and then to Sunday morning, half a day, maybe one and a half days at the most. But if he's killed on Wednesday, as the Scripture pulls out, because he is the Passover lamb and you kill the Passover lamb on the 14th of the month, Wednesday to Thursday is one day. Thursday to Friday is two days. Friday evening to Saturday evening is three full days. Anytime after sundown Saturday, Jesus rose from the dead. I don't believe he was in the ground any longer than he had to be there because he's not about just, hey, let's just kill some time. Jesus is a God of order. He, he's always, uh, his scripture is in order. He's a, a master builder. He's about design. He's uh, you know, he, he means what he says. He's not just, hey, yeah, whatever, do what you want to do. And that's the thing. If we believe that Jesus was just like, eh, well, it'd be about three days. Look, he's not a mechanic. <laughs> you know, hey, when I going to get my car? About three days. Well, that means a week. <laughs> but when Jesus said the Son of Man will be in the earth three days and three nights, he meant three days and three nights, not a, a moment longer. And, I mean, he's the beginning and the end. He knows time. He, he don't, I mean, he can, we, we can be a second late on our best day, but he never is late at all. So he's killed on Wednesday the 14th. He is the Passover lamb. That's when the Passover lamb is killed. And so they want him down because they don't want him up there anymore. It's the preparation and the Feast of Unleavened Bread is coming and they want him off the cross. So they take him down, put him in the ground. So he's in the ground uh, one day, two days, three full days. Anytime after Saturday, evening at sundown that's it he's resurrected they just find out about it till sunrise right. so what what was he doing well I don't know what he was doing we'll ask him one day but what I do know is that there is no scripture that says uh, when the sun came up Jesus rose from the dead there's no scripture that says it 
It's not in there. It's not in there. It's not in there. They write songs about it. They can put plays on about it. They can do what they want to about it, but it don't happen. It did not happen. They can put it in the movies. It didn't happen. It's not in the scripture, and we live by the scripture. We live by what the word says. So three complete uh, uh, days is Saturday uh, at Saturday evening. That's complete. He's done. Uh, anytime after sundown, then when they come in, uh, the women come, they show up, and uh, they're like, it's just about the sun's just starting to come up, and there's a great earthquake. Things are shaking. An angel of the Lord comes down, rolls the stone away, and says, come see where he lay. He'd been gone. He didn't have to roll the stone. If somebody said, well, he had to roll the stone away to get out. Man, he was walking through walls saying, peace be unto you. Uh, he don't have to roll a stone. The rock didn't hold him in there. He could, he could walk through walls and show up in rooms where the disciples were at. Matter of fact, he did that a little later. He didn't knock on the door. He just popped in the room and said, peace be unto you. And everybody's like, whoo, it's the Lord. You know, he just showed up. So sundown Saturday, three complete days. He's our Passover lamb for everybody. Scripture proves he's a Passover lamb by the things that it says in the word. We know he's our Passover lamb. He's not going to be killed on another day different than the Passover lamb. While the Passover lamb for Israel was being slain in the temple, Jesus was being killed on Calvary. And when they took him down, they put him one day, two day, three full days, and now Jesus is going to rise from the dead. And so a likely timeline for that week would be this. Uh, According to that, Friday the 9th, of Nisan would be when he ate with Lazarus because it was six days um, before. Saturday the 10th uh, would be when he was sold, uh, betrayed by Judas. Tuesday, uh, just uh, because to get to where he ate uh, the Last Supper with his disciples in there would have been uh, between Tuesday evening uh, into Wednesday, which actually it would have been Wednesday because it would have been after sundown on Tuesday. He was eating the Last Supper uh, with his disciples, and that's after that is when they go out uh, to the garden. That's when he's betrayed and, and when he's taken and tried, and that's the whole process starts. So that would mean he was killed on Wednesday the 14th. Thursday the 15th is one day. Friday the 16th, day two. Saturday the 17th, day three. Three Sabbaths back to back. Sundown Friday to sundown Saturday, that's the, the Saturday. And I'm going to tell you why that's, the Sabbath, that's important now. It's important because he was in the ground after those Sabbaths. Uh, after sundown, he resurrects. He was in the tomb during three Sabbaths, Passover, unleavened bread, and the weekly Sabbath. Matthew 28 and 2. Again, I'm just I'm trying to make sure we've got this in our mind, that the angel came, descended, rolled back the stone, sat upon it in verse 6, come see the place where the Lord lay. He's not there. Jesus would and could only resurrect after three full days. Hello. He would and he could only resurrect after three. He could not stay in the ground shorter than three days because the sign that would be given was the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah was in the belly of the well for three days and three nights. This is Jesus talking. You hear me? And that's the thing. You've got to remember, this is Jesus talking. Right. This, this written in red. Right. 
Okay, people say, I believe what's written in red. Well, then believe this. Jesus said this would be the sign three days, three nights. Not two and a half days, not around three days, not almost four days, three days, three nights. Son of Man would be in the heart of the earth. It would be that. That's the sign of the Messiah. If we believe that Jesus was just, eh, you know, or if we believe it's okay to just believe he died on any day, then why can't we just take any scripture and say, well, you know, I really believe that just like it says it because if we can't believe that Jesus really meant three full days, why would we believe anything else he said? Not really. That's, this is, speaks to his, does Jesus just say stuff you know, he's not really paying attention, so he said, oh, yeah, just destroy his temple. Uh, three days I'll raise it up. Was he just pulling numbers out of the air? Or did was there a reason for it? There was a reason for it because it would be the sign that was given three full days in the heart of the earth. And so the great thing is what comes next because we had the Passover. That's the lamb and the lamb slain, unleavened bread, sinlessness of Jesus, and then we have uh, the Sabbath, that was the day of rest. But after that, we have the resurrection. We have the Feast of First Fruits in Leviticus 23 and 10 and 11. It says, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When you be coming to the land which I give unto you, reap the harvest there, you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest unto the priest." And he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted for you on the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. So this feast of first fruits, it would not take place until after the Sabbath. So Jesus, after the Sabbath, after those three Sabbaths, then he resurrects because he is the first fruits from the dead. I'll prove it, 1 Corinthians 15, 20, and then 23. But now Christ has risen from the dead and become the first fruits of those who slept. And then verse 23, but every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterward those who are Christ at his coming. We are not the first fruits. He is the first fruits of the resurrection of the dead. And then we're going to be resurrected because he was. But Christ is the first fruits. So all of those feasts, Passover, unleavened bread, uh, even the Sabbath because he's our rest. Hello. And then uh, the resurrection is the, the feast of first fruits. He is the first fruit from the dead. But that feast doesn't happen until after the Sabbath. And so it had to be after the Sabbath. He died before the Sabbaths. He was in the ground during the Sabbaths. He resurrected after the Sabbaths because he is the first fruits from the dead. See, you don't really have to go all that. All that's wonderful. It's fantastic. I love studying it and learning those things. But common math will just tell you there's no way to fit three days from Friday to Sunday. But when you say it like that, you sound mean. And so you want to just, and, and you don't want to be mean. And guess what? I'll be thankful on Friday morning for what Jesus has done. But I know He didn't die on a Friday. There's no way because then he, couldn't, he wouldn't have rose from the dead on the first day of the week. 
It couldn't have happened. It had to be the way he said it would happen. And that's the only, thing, only point I'm trying to show is that you've got to be careful because if, if, you, if you take this tradition as gospel and that the Bible backs that tradition up, it doesn't. If you study it out, you'll see that it was instituted by people. Tradition. Just like December 25th, that's tradition. You know that there's no date given for his birth in the scripture? You know why? Because all in all, it ain't that big a deal. Right. Well, just of what day, actual day it was, it's the fact that he was born. Right. You know, But we have a season and we have a time when we do it, and, and we love it. We love that time of year, and we love remembering that he came into the world, and that's fantastic. Praise the Lord for it. Thank God for it. I don't... Don't bother me at all for somebody to celebrate Christmas. I celebrate Christmas. But I know that Christmas is not biblical. It's based on a biblical happening, but it's not biblical. Christmas was instituted long after uh, Jesus was born. And so uh, these things that were instituted after he, these happenings on, on him, we can't take them as, as gospel and, and teach them as such. But be thankful and don't be mean to nobody that's celebrating Good Friday. And when you see somebody say he died on Friday, don't, don't correct them on, that, on Facebook or social media and start a big fight with nobody. That's not, again, that's not what I, I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to teach people who would like to know when did he actually die? And then the thing about it is, is that look at what the Scripture says about Jesus other than the New Testament. Look at what the Old Testament, what Moses wrote about him and, and how we can learn more about him and understand that these things were a shadow of things to come. Not the very image, but a shadow of things that were to come. The Passover, how can you read the... If you read the story of the Exodus and you're reading about what... Get that lamb out without spot and blemish. You know, you, you've got to kill it, put the blood over your door. If you don't see, man, Christ and his blood being applied to us in that story... Uh, I, you need to go to Bible 101 and, and let us teach you that because it's so there, you know. And, uh, but, and then, I mean, the things we see uh, that he did, uh, they all drank from that rock, the Scripture says in the New Testament. They all drank water from that rock, and that rock was Christ. So you see Christ, he's all through. The, he's from one end of the book to the other. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's... He's the beginning. Revelation says that he's the beginning and the end. And so what the Old Testament says about him matters. And so what the Scripture says about him matters. And what he said about himself matters. And when he said, hey, uh, I'm going to be in the ground three full days, three days and three nights, he meant it. And just because uh, it sounds good on paper or sounds good in a song about Friday... You know, you know what Good Friday is to most people? Three-day weekend. It's a holiday. And that's, that's, what, that's the extent of most people's hmm, Friday. But see, hey, Wednesday was good because that's where it started. Thursday was good because we knew, it, so, hey, guess what? Sunday was coming. Yeah, yeah. The first day of the week was still coming. So, just, you know, so when you say, oh, well, that's just Friday, but... Uh, Think about this. If everything that had to happen to him, there's no way it could happen 
in a day's time on Friday and him still be killed and buried, he was going to have to have the Last Supper. He was going to have to go to the garden to pray. He's going to have to be betrayed. He's going to have to be tried twice. Spent how many times just in lockup while he was deciding what to do? Beat, mocked, all these things, then walked up. You can't even make that all the events that happened in his life fit in the day of Friday. It can't happen. But you read, that's the thing with just reading. Just read through it real quick and, and you don't get it. But when you start studying and looking and you realize that uh, those things could not have happened this way. It couldn't happen. So what did happen? You know, when he died, when he said it is finished and it said he gave up the ghost, immediately that body was dead. And they took it down and his body spent three days in a tomb. Three days and three nights that body of flesh stayed there. But the spirit wasn't there. The spirit took a trip. Peter wrote it like this in uh, 1 Peter 3 and 18. He said, Christ has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime were disobedient when the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. While the body was laying in the tomb, the Spirit was in the depths of of the earth, it was it was in those those prisons of hell preaching to those disobedient angels and those disobedient spirits, and it was uh, taking the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And when those three days were complete, he came back and resurrected that body and walked out of that tomb. That's what was going on while he, three days the spirit wasn't laid in the, in there. Spirit came, it don't die. the The body died. The spirit. He gave it up. He gave up the ghost. He was a body of flesh. He was just like to be absent from the body is present with the Lord. He, he's gone. That's that spirit. So that while his body lay in the tomb, his spirit was uh, doing what only he could do, preaching to those disobedient spirits, what the scripture says. He went and preached unto the spirits in prison so they could know there is a Savior. I don't know who all got saved out of that. I guess we'll find out one day. But that's what Jesus was doing while the body lay in the tomb for three days. And then he resurrected. They show up, see that the tomb is empty. He reveals himself to Mary. She runs and tells him, I've seen the Lord. He shows up, meets him in Galilee, you know, the different things. And then we read all the things that he, he ate with them, bread and fish on the fire, called them out of their ships and things and talked to them, gave them a few more words gave him the great commission, all the things that he did after that. He was seen alive for so many days after that. Just, uh, and they said, by this, we saw him alive by all these uh, infallible proofs. It was, he was alive, and he was like, handle me. See, it's me. He had the scars in his hands, his feet, his side, but it was him. He was back. Yeah. So that's it. Now, a lot of people say, does that matter? I think it matters. Yeah. I think I, I want to believe what Jesus said and not what, and not what somebody posts on a, on a card. Yeah. I want to believe what Jesus said, three full days. If somebody can tell me how three full days can fit between Friday to, to when they show up and see he's not there, 
Well, it it just can't happen. That's just the math of it. But the scripture is what gives it all the validation that he was in there and then after the Sabbath he rose from the dead, which he is, again, first fruit from the dead. So that's it. Any questions? (laughs) Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now let me say this, because before anybody goes out or anybody listens to the podcast and they don't assume, anybody who believes that he died on Friday is not lost. <laughs> I did not say if you believe in Good Friday, well, you're going to split the pit. You're gonna, that's it. <laughs> I did not say that. That is not what I said, and that is not what I believe. What I am simply doing is opening our eyes to what Scripture says. And some people have, will never hear this taught, and they will probably never study it for themselves. And they probably, like most people, they're probably like, you know, Pastor, that was good. So what? A lot of people will be like, okay, I still love him like I always have. You know, and it, it's not going to change them a bit. They still love the Lord. Okay. I'm just saying, but you now you got to be careful because you don't want to tell people, man, you know when he died on Friday? Did he though? Can you show me where he died on Friday? Yeah, well, Friday, Saturday. Can you show me three full days from Friday to Sunday? So you can't, it, it just don't, it don't reconcile. Right. Don't fight nobody over this. Please don't. And, and don't. and don't look at nobody different. If they say, well, I, I still believe he died on Friday, that's fine. If that's what you believe, I still love you. And it, I, don't think, I don't think you're stupid. I don't think you're crazy. I just, I just I see what I see in the Scripture. Yeah. And uh, did that make any sense at all? Yes, it does. That's, that, that's what I thought. I was like, hmm. I have for years, I, I, I have never believed that he died on Friday not ever my pastor taught us from he said he would he did he's same way he didn't make a big deal out of it but me and him would talk to him say he'd say brother Ed he said you tell me how can you fit three days between Friday to Sunday and he would just laugh because he thought but he said I'm not gonna fight people over or make make it be like if you don't believe that he died on Wednesday you know he he wasn't like that and and I'm not like that and this is the first time in 14 years that I have taught this in the, in the church. 
I've believed it always, but I've never taught it because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I want people to have a relationship with him, right. love him, serve him, get born again, and go to heaven. This is just education. This is just like classroom material. This is just like here so you'll have a better understanding. What did the Bible say for us to do in Peter? Grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So I want to grow in knowledge of him. And so now I, you know, now maybe, hopefully, you know a little more about what he said. Mind-blowing to me, Moses wrote of me. Well, Moses wrote about Pharaoh and Egypt, and, and yeah, but he wrote about Passover lambs. He wrote about the tabernacle. Oh, man, there's a lot of writings that Moses wrote. And now, now when you start reading the Old Testament, start looking for Jesus in there. You'll find him. You'll find him. Praise God. Hey, let's, let's stand together tonight. I'm just, we're going to just lift our hands and thank the Lord for his word and, and uh, pray God just... Give us more revelation. Show us more, Lord. We want to know more. Let's, let's lift our hands in love and for a moment. God, we just praise you in this house tonight. God, we just want to know more about you, learn and grow in grace and knowledge. We want to love one another, love people, love this world. We want to see this world come to a, a full knowledge of you, the revelation, God, of who you are. And, and Lord, I believe that your whole word gives us a better understanding of, of who you are and what you did. And so tonight, God, help us to to remember to be kind and tender-hearted, to be patient and long-suffering. And Lord, help us, God, because we don't know it all. And Lord, we're still learning ourselves. But God, tonight, we thank you for the revelation of your word. Now keep us, use us. Let us be the light of the world that you called us to be. Let us lead others to you and to your salvation. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Praise God. Give the Lord a hand tonight. Thankful. Thankful. I am so thankful for what those three days produced. I am so thankful for what those three days produced. Saved us. Scripture said if the resurrection didn't happen, then our faith is in vain. And so I'm glad tonight that he did raise from the dead. All right. We'll see you Sunday, the Lord willing. Going to be a great time. Looking forward to resurrection Sunday. Going to be a beautiful day inside and out. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.